1: Over the last seven plus years, I've been helping organizations introduce some of these emerging technologies that are really buzzy right now. So artificial intelligence, machine learning, those types of things into their organization to really drive them to be a better, more data-driven culture and ultimately drive revenue growth and customer loyalty.
0: Awesome. This is exciting because I know this is such a hot topic. I can only imagine like your request for podcast interviews at this point versus Really, like six, eight months ago, when do you think the AI thing just went crazy? Like, I want to I say two or three months ago, but when when was it?
1: Yeah, so I, th- I think from an AI perspective, you have to think of, a, you know, different aspects of AI, right? So sure. the machine learning kind of piece of it, which uh, has had a huge hype cycle for a while now in enterprise organizations trying to figure out, you know, how do you use predictive analytics and things like that? But the true tipping point, I think, happened in around November of last year. Yeah. That's when OpenAI released ChatGPT. Okay. Yeah, people started really recognizing, wow, this this thing is a lot more impressive (laughs) in terms of what it can do. And so those are more geared towards what we call generative AI. So generating something, whether that be a text or an image or in the near future, video, yeah. Uh, it's really around creating something from s- that would normally be created from scratch by a human, but giving you the opportunity to create something based on a draft that the AI has p- provided for you.
0: That is so cool. So I got a little ahead of myself because I haven't even talked about the title of the show. So we are obviously talking about AI today. And I'm so excited that I skipped over that whole part about introducing the the episode and the show. And so we are going to the title of the show is what is the next big thing in AI marketing. So obviously the show is talking about marketing and we're talking to lawyers so we want to position it and kind of aim it in that general direction but ai is so fascinating right now and i think for a lot of people who maybe aren't in marketing or aren't don't have their finger on the pulse of this this seems like it came Overnight, like you were saying, all of a sudden last November. But when you start to think about like the broader world of AI and all the different kinds of, you know, artificial intelligence, I mean, we've been using Alexa in our house and Siri and like all of those different things for years now. But it does seem like we're in this moment that got somehow triggered by chat GPT. So I feel like the goal. And what I want to try to talk about is to take that step backwards and look at the broader picture of all of the stuff that's out there, sure. because so many people, I can't tell you the number of posts and everything I've seen where all they're talking about is how to use ChatGPT, like period, yeah. like that's all it. And it's like, okay, there's so much more there, and that's why it's such a big conversation. So that's kind of a long-winded way of saying like, let's let's talk about all that other stuff and where this could be going and you know how that relates to like the world in general, but also more specifically marketing and marketing for law firms.
1: No, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's here a great we are. point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I like to kind of set the stage, right? And we talked yeah. a little bit about it just a second ago. It's really a mind shift that people need to make, right? Which is yes. that mind shift from a creator where you had a blank sheet of paper in the past whether that be a blank sheet of paper where you're writing some kind of text an email or drafting a legal document or something like that you might have had some boilerplates in the past but now you just you know you had to start from somewhere yeah to now what i call consider the editor right so you're shifting from that 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 mindset of a creator to that of an editor where you're saying i'm going to be giving some kind of draft of something whether that be again a text draft an image in the future video and yeah. now I'm going to edit, edit my, myself or edit the, the actual document and yeah. provide something of value.
0: That gives yeah. you the ability
1: to do something, which I'm calling the age. Right now we've entered the age of iteration, which is going to allow you to iterate over and over and over, create yep. new ideas, create new concepts you wouldn't have otherwise, or potentially would create over a period of weeks, can now be done in a period of minutes, right? Yes. So that gives you the ability to iterate quickly, more often, and gives you the ability to really provide more value to, to the end Yeah, user. and go
0: to level be- higher and better levels. So I'm going to talk about the example that I mentioned right before we started recording. Yeah. So right before we started recording, I wanted to eat lunch. And so rather than sit here and try to come up with the title for the show and what are we going to talk about, general outline, some questions, I was like, I am hungry. So my brain's not, first of all, my, my brain is feeling slower <laughs> and second of all, <laughs> I want to eat lunch. And so I opened both ChatGPT and Bard, Mm -hmm. and I asked them to provide me 20 ideas for titles of the show based on AI and marketing and that was about it in ChatGPT, gpt but then in bard and for those of you who aren't familiar bard is google's version of chat gpt but in bard i said go out and search the internet for popular questions related to ai and marketing and give me 20 ideas for titles of a podcast so this is the kind of thing i i wanted to talk to you about like the difference between all these different platforms where things are going where we can find cool ideas that we might not be related to because do you want to talk for a minute about the difference between chat gpt and bard
1: yeah so the, there's obviously a lot of technical details and, and i won't get into the technical aspects but just recognize that there are multiple people playing in this space multiple people yeah creating what this is known as as neural networks, large language models, LLMs, that are being trained on just vast amounts of data, trillions of web pages in the public domain. I think whether it be Google or or OpenAI, which is sponsoring from Microsoft, or it be some of the other players as well that that you might not have heard of, more regional, and Petropractic, and others, right, that it's really a, a function of being able to leverage these neural networks, what we call deep learning in the AI space, to really take advantage and really just predict what's the next logical word that yeah. should be created. But what's exciting is the opportunity as well in the in the image space, the image generation as well. So there's yeah. tons of players there. And Dolly, Midjourney, you know, Adobe has now come out with their own called Firefly that I think Google is now partnering with. So you're going to be seeing a lot of these. You know, image generation as well out in this space, and the the value I, th- I think, like we talked about before, it's a function of the tipping point where people, the barrier to entry and leveraging some of these tools is so much lower now. Yeah. As a result of being able to use natural language to prompt these things to get to, to generate really amazing outputs, uh, yeah. whereas in the past when we talked at what I, I like to call more traditional uh, AI, which is more machine learning, more structured data there was such a high barrier to entry in making sure that data is clean, making sure that data is available, making sure that's, that you can build algorithm models against that, that it was more more focused on the enterprise leveraging those technologies where this, you know, you and I can get on uh, just by signing up for a free account and, and be able to take advantage of some of this technology.
0: Yeah, and Bard, I imagine it'll, it's Google, so I imagine it'll continue to stay free. And the one thing I wanna, point out that I don't know if everyone recognizes though is that BARD can search the internet and so BARD's based on current real internet results as opposed to chat GPT that is not so when I put the same exact question in over into chat GPT because I already knew the answer but I wanted to see what what it actually said (laughs) about going out and searching the internet and find these answers it gave me a big apology (laughs) it's like I'm sorry
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the, the, a big the,
0: difference.
1: yeah, there are. Right. And there are other yeah. tools as well. You could leverage. The one thing I will say is ChatGPT. If you actually are on the pro plan, it does have plugins. And oh, one of the more recent nice. plugins is now browsing. It's a web browser. There you go. So they've already kind of opened it up and introduced it. And now it has the ability to go out there and search the web as well.
0: Okay. All right. So that 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 differentiation is short lived. Like once you know, once you get on that pro plan or whatever, then you do have the option to do that. So what it is. is,
1: and then, and then you know, being as well, right? That the competitor, that Microsoft, has incorporated yes. Chat GPT in there, and it has a similar kind of capability as well, which is, and that really is the key, I think, Karen, that you you're kind of identifying, which is the ability to identify the source, yeah, right? and be able to say this is where I'm getting my information from, and be yeah. able to provide a little bit of due diligence in terms of what's the actual output. And yeah, you know, I always caution people, don't take what it says and just copy paste and, and move on. Yes. You have to apply a bit of human judgment. And that's where I think in the future, that's gonna play a huge part in our ability to take advantage of these technologies.
0: Yeah, it's been such a short amount of time and I've already seen a lot of places where it goes real bad, real quick, <laughs> when people just kind of grab it and, and run and they don't check any parts of it. So I know in ChatGPT, if you ask it to draft a blog post or something like that, or it, maybe it wasn't ChatGPT, it may have been a different platform that, that I saw some marketers talking about, where it will input example. So if, if it's doing an example, and it's kind of writing about a certain topic and it provides examples, it'll put in fake names of companies that are examples. And it's like, okay, you need to know these things because those yeah. aren't real and you need to then go back in and edit that appropriately because that's super embarrassing if you don't, if you post that live and, and people are like, correct. who, where is that?
1: <laughs> correct. Correct. It's, it's what's referred to as hallucination. It's creating oh. a hallucination uh, and created something that wasn't there, right? That's and cool. Like, yeah, so that's known across all of them, which again, it's important to make sure that there is some referenceable information, that you have to have some subject matter expertise in this space to be able to do the due diligence that's necessary to be confident so-
0: in what When you say it's important to have the reference, do you mean as you're creating, let's say you're creating some kind of a document, something like a blog post. So do you mean to add the reference as you're creating it or to go back in afterwards?
1: So both, right? You you can create the opportunity exists there to add some references and say, this is what I want you to pull from to be able to, to gather. In some instances, you can copy and paste. There are tools now where if you have a PDF file, you can load, upload that, and it'll leverage that as a reference and
0: as a resource.
1: And then there's the ability after the fact, right? To say, you know, it mentioned that the circumference of the earth is X, Y, Z. Go do the due diligence, right? And go just (laughs) verify that. (laughs) Double check, right? And at the end of the day, it's probably in some instances going to be accurate and others it won't, right? But again, if this is your... If you ask somebody else to ghostwrite for you or ask, you know, to to help you, assist you in in type of research, you probably want to provide some due diligence there as well. So leverage that that as as an opportunity, again, to alleviate some of the the friction that goes along with, with creating something from scratch, but know that at the end of the day, some due diligence is still going to be required.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's the thing that keeps coming up over and over where we're at today with most of these platforms is that it is incredible and it is like so fun to dive into these and have them kind of just magically create whatever this thing is that you're looking for. I've even had my fifth grader kind of do some homework and her teacher's okay with that just as a sub note. But you know, and she was like thrilled with this, like it was so cool. But with a huge but and a huge asterisk and a huge caveat that you have to do the due diligence like you just mentioned. So that's kind of where we're at now. But is that going to change? And, and what does that mean for you know, next year or five years down the road? What, what do you anticipate seeing in terms of kind of where we're at now and how much we have to go in and change? Well, or any part of this whole AI? What, what do you see that's kind of coming down the road?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I'm old enough and I have enough gray hairs to recognize, like, I remember when the internet first started, right? Yeah, me and, too. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Exactly. And yeah. what, what you recognize with the internet is the amount of diminishing costs associated with information, right? At any given time, you had the ability to just say, wow, I, I, need, I have some information I want to go query, and boom, it was available to you. Yeah. The invention or the, the uh, adoption of these generative AI solutions i anticipate a similar experience with the diminishing cost of generating content right and so i think the ability to generate blog posts or videos or you can mimic voices right now and yeah. and really create you know amazing types of video content very simply and so the diminishing cost associated with creating that stuff in my opinion is going to create this proliferation this deluge of just content across the across the uh, environment, right? And what yeah. that's going to do- think it's bad
0: now. I mean, yeah. it does seem like we are just drowning in content right now. And it sounds like what you're saying is get your life jacket <laughs> because it's only going to get exponentially worse.
1: <laughs> it's going to get exponentially worse because you're, anyone in your audience could today go, I want to create a blog post on XYZ, whether yeah. or not they have the expertise or not. And yeah. it's going to sound somewhat you know, informative, but the challenge there is going to be- it's generic. It's a regurgitation. There's not necessarily uh, a next, a new idea, right? That someone can iterate on. And so I think the importance going forward is going to be on people who do have that expertise, who do have that, that knowledge and subject matter expertise to be able to take that and say, this is what's really relevant. This is what's really valuable to this audience. And this is where I think you should put your attention and focus. And here's a novel concept that I haven't come across yet and being able to identify that is going to be key and pivotal to marketers going forward whether they be in the legal space or you know consumer product goods or whatever to really sift through that 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 noise to identify the signal that's going to be relevant to their audience i think is going to be really key and i think that's where people should pay more attention to
0: so right now, the way that you're describing that, it sounds like that's a human that has to do that to find that signal and really differentiate and find that unique, unique offering, unique need, whatever that is that, you know, your your audience needs. But do you see that becoming automated? Do you see AI being able to step in and say, okay, we've got 5 million attorneys who do truck accidents and they're all saying very similar things. But there's this one guy over here mm-hmm. that whose message is different. And so we're going to either give that person more attention or I, I don't know. How, do you see AI yeah, being so, able to so, differentiate that?
1: So I, I think in my opinion, right, I think AI can play some of that curation role. Sure. Right? I think it, it can sift through, again, a lot of that noise and say, here's consistent information that's happening over and over again. So you yeah. will probably want to pay attention to it. But my opinion is, I think people always gravitate towards community, right? And yeah. people of influence who I can relate to, who have experienced similar challenges or, or, or gone through similar um, uh, obstacles than me, I'm going to have some kind of affinity towards. Yeah. Right? And that's where I'm going to be paying attention to those people. Because again, the human element, the human judgment, the human creativity is not something right now that AI is able to quickly mimic and be yeah. able to be successful at. So I actually think there's a huge opportunity for influencers in whatever particular space to go deeper as opposed to broad, uh, because I think AI will play the broad curation yeah. role, um, yeah. but the the human influencer, if you will, has the ability to go deeper, really identify those novel concepts, tie different you know, divergent concepts together to create something creative that wouldn't otherwise have been.
0: That makes so much sense. So the human person is kind of coming up with these really innovative thoughts, kind of pulling different ideas together and presenting them also in a human way. Because even when you think about social media, of course, the accounts that are the most popular and these influencer accounts are not automated. Like you definitely have a person and a face involved in every single one of these and I don't see that going away. I don't see people being attracted to posts that are created by AI. Do you, do you yeah, see that? Yeah, there,
1: there, there's a you know I'm in the AI space, so maybe I'm just being hit with it. But there's a lot of people making videos that say, "Hey, how to make a YouTube channel without you know ever showing your face or ever you know with ever." And and the reality is, those will always get views. People will always you know click on those. Yeah. But if you truly are looking at gaining a community of people around super fans if you will the people who are going to be looking to you as a, as a thought leader and a subject matter expert you have to have novel concepts you have to present yourself you have to make sure that people really do look at you as you know someone who understands the space and recognizes yeah. the the future and you know even if your prediction are wrong you have some predictions because you've thought through the the concepts themselves
0: Okay. So then I'm, I'm imagining, okay, you know, maybe uh, people listening to that and thinking, taking kind of a, a breath, like, okay, I, I'm not being replaced. <laughs> you know, I think that's the the dumb question that we all keep seeing. Are we being replaced by robots? You know, and I don't even really want to give that one too much time because it just sounds like that was the same yeah. dumb question that people said at the beginning of the internet. Yeah. I,
1: I think, you know, is it a, I won't consider it a dumb question because there's fear okay. associated with it, right? I, I think <laughs> yeah. the reality is, is there, uh, is there a risk of that? Absolutely, and I think there will be jobs, in, 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 you know, disrupted sure. as a result of this. But to your point, it's happened so many countless times before, right? Yeah. What ends up happening is new jobs come. You know, I, I look at this as a you know organizations, you know, businesses are going to have to look at this opportunity in either a scarcity mindset or abundance mindset. And right now I'm too early to say one is better than the other. So I'm going to take both and be optimistic about both skill sets. So you can either look at this and say, wow, I'm going to gain so much productivity improvement as a result of leveraging these technologies that I can either hire less people to do the same work. or I think the more abundance mindset is going to say, I can now you leverage these technologies to take some of the tactical day-to-day tedious activities from my employees and now focus them on more strategic, more value-added yeah. activities, and now yeah. either grow my market share or grow my my opportunity. And so really, it's going to be a challenge in terms of how organizations view, whether it be, again, a scarcity mindset or abundance mindset in terms yeah. of leveraging AI.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's the key, is if you take that abundance mindset, you assume that if you're talking about very low-level positions, you I want to assume that the people in those positions have higher aspirations, and so we're giving them the opportunity to work at a more complex level. So those low-level, kind of kind of repetitive things that can be done in that iterative way that you're describing, that can just be thrown into some AI platform. And now they can, they can, they can grow. They can, you know, kind of rise to the next level and do things that are not so monotonous.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I think there's huge opportunities. What I would not, I would, what I would say to anyone out there, start playing with the technology. Don't yes. scare, shy away from it, right? Yeah. Go sign up for a free account. Go, you know, go log into Google Bard or Bing. Start playing with it and start looking yeah. at it. Because what I would argue right now is a wave is coming you can yes. you can you can fight the wave or you can ride the wave and i would right. encourage everybody as much as possible to ride that wave understand how to leverage the technology and and take advantage of it because those who don't will be disrupted more than those who actually decide That's
0: to a perfect transition. There's two questions follow-up questions i have. The first one is i was recently talking to a neighbor who again along those that fear and scarcity mm-hmm. mindset said these are these things are too powerful so they're mm. gonna be shut down do you see that
1: I don't I don't, I don't either
0: I, yeah. I was like you are cuckoo what are you talking about
1: yeah the, <laughs> that, AI... it's
0: like the, the horse is out of the barn yeah you, <laughs> you've opened Pandora's it.
1: box right <laughs> yes. you can't shove it back in the, there's no way of putting that toothpaste back in the in the tube right exactly um, it's out and yeah. the reality is people you know the fact that chat grew To exponential levels 100 million in a few months just shows people immediately saw the value of it right and yeah the the early studies they're not peer-reviewed studies quite yet but the early studies have demonstrated their productivity improvements of 30 40 50 percent based on on the on you know the role um so there's too much upside uh for these to be shut down now are there you know, opportunities to regulate better, to, you know, put um, uh, guardrails around certain aspects of it. um, That was where he
0: was going with it, that there was some security concerns. He said, you can go on there and search how to make a nerve gas. And I said, well, you know, there's parts of Google where you could do that, or you could go into the dark web and these things exist. And this is just humans. You know, this is kind of the way life is. And that doesn't mean we shut down the entire, entire internet because of it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think there will always be malicious actors. AI is just a tool, just like any other, right? Someone exactly. can pick up a hammer and, and you know, yeah. do, wreck, wreck havoc with that or build yeah. an entire house with that, right? So there you, go. You, you, you have to really look at that and, and recognize it. But are there challenges? Are there situations where we have to be cognizant that we can't just let this go unchecked un, uh, is sure. going to be a dangerous thing?
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. So my second question was, okay, so we, uh, you were kind of, leading someone down the path of let's try it out let's not be fearful of it just go in honestly ChatGPT is the beauty of it is that it's kind of like google way back in the the early days Mm -hmm. when i don't know if everybody remembers but search engines used to be this complicated (laughs) messy page it used to be like this dashboard where you'd like (laughs) land on yahoo and there'd be news and weather and like all this other stuff and to search for something was a whole thing and then google came along and everybody's like what wow. <laughs> what is yeah. this simple and chat gpt is similar to that it's just one little window and you type in it and you just ask it questions it's it, it could not be easier so go in there and then here's my next question what what, where, what kinds of things should people try what what else is there besides chat gpt that people should be aware of
1: yeah, so I think like I mentioned before there's a there's a lot of generative AI out there, right? There's yes. going to be opportunity in the future. ChatGPT like you said, it, like we talked about earlier, the barrier to entry to leverage this technology was just so low that people just jumped in there. So yeah. what I would you know argue to to co- try your first use cases is just to go and say, what do I do on a daily basis? Do I write an yeah. email? Do I, you know, y- you can copy an, a long article in there, or like I said, there's tools where you can feed a PDF in there. Th- there's opportunity for you to summarize things. The other thing is if, you, if there's some aspect where you're saying, I want to create marketing copy and I'm not, I'm a lawyer, right? I'm not, I'm not necessarily a a copy- a, a copywriter or a marketing yeah. guru. You could pr- prime a chat and, and just state things like, I want you to act as a marketing expert with over 20 years experience to do Da, 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 da. I will give you information about my business and I want you to write marketing copy that you know would, it, would in, in, engage people on my social media platforms. Yes. And if you prime it that way, ChatGPT then can start to provide you, again, drafts. It can provide you uh, ideas. It can provide you concepts, things like that for you to iterate on it. Again, probably not going to be 100% of everything. You're not going to hit enter no. and it's going to be like, I'm taking that. It's perfect.
0: You're no. probably going
1: to want to change it and, and modify it. Yeah. But one thing I will tell you is feed whatever you come back, whatever your final version you have, feed it back into the chat and say, I took your draft and here's where I actually ended up with so that it can actually learn based on your verbiage and your language and your tone and your writing style. Oh, that's great. So it great. gets closer and closer to what yeah. you're trying to do. So um, you're
0: helping it to learn too. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: exactly. And, and you'll yeah. be surprised over time and as much as you train it it will start getting better and better in terms of trying to mimic or or try and match your style and your writing stuff.
0: That's so cool. I use one called Jasper and it's Mm -hmm. specific for marketing and it is so cool because it knows, it has a sense for standard blog post size, standard social media, and then you can drill down by different platforms. So standard Instagram post, you can tell it the tone you can tell it, but I really think that with all of these I'm going to, iterate on your idea of iteration <laughs> that was really bad <laughs> No, <laughs> but no I think that is such a key and I'm just gonna repeat it because it ba- it bears repeating that where the things work the best for what I've seen and what everybody else is seeing and what you're describing is when you have it do 20 versions of the same thing and there's no reason not to there's every reason to because One version is never going to be great. And once you get through those 20 versions, you've got like the beginning of this one is great. And the middle is over here. And then the end is over here. And you put those together. And that's when it's really awesome.
1: Yeah, that's where you really can start to see the value, right? So I always tell people, leverage brainstorming. Just act like it's, you know, help me, you know, tell it, right? Prime it to say, I want you to help me brainstorm on XYZ idea i want yes. you to take concepts from here and there and and over here and start marrying those together and that's where the real fun actually is in, in chat gbt and some of the other tools because it will start to marry things or start to rewrite things in ways that you hadn't otherwise thought of and and it does it very quickly and again yes. that's where the value lies
0: yeah so quickly that you can eat lunch while you're while it's doing that and you come <laughs> back and there's 20 ideas and i did put a couple different ideas together for our title which is the next best Next big thing in AI marketing. And I took that off of Bard specifically because I don't have the pro chat GPT version. And so I wanted it to be based on questions people are actually asking asking on yeah. Google too. So I was like, okay, well that sounds good. Let's go with that one. Okay, so it's time for the book review. So yeah. if you don't already know, we have this amazing library on the website of all of the books that all of our guests have reviewed and mentioned. And so if you're looking for a great business book on any of the topics that we t- we talk about, go to that library and check them out. There's so many good recommendations. So highly recommend our library because it was my idea and I thought it was a great one. Yeah, <laughs> So, Frank, what is the the book that you're gonna add to the library that you have to suggest for us today?
1: Yeah, it's called The Art of Thinking Like a Data Scientist. And really what I liked about the book is it's it's by a, a gentleman by the name of Bill Schmarzo. He really tries to simplify the thought process about how to leverage these technologies. Yeah. He does it in, in a very kind of a visually appealing way, he uses a lot of infographics, he uses a lot of visuals kind of really understand how to be thinking about that. And that's kind of where I focus my attention on. A lot of shiny object syndrome right now, Karin, in this space. And so I always try and level set people, help them understand their customer journey, their business objectives and what they're trying to do. And at the end of the day, try and figure out what are the first sets of use cases that you should prioritize to make sure that you're going to meet your objectives as a business to grow your revenue, grow your customers, grow your audience, etc. And so it really is a great book in terms of trying to simplify the complex, if you will. And it's yeah. very consumable for, for the average person.
0: That sounds amazing because I do think going back to how I mentioned the all the posts that I keep see, seeing about prompts. Yep. And that I think is just uh kind of a symptom of how people don't really know where to start yeah. and then they're not really sure how to ask it and like they ask a question and it's not quite right and they don't know how to tweak it and so there are there there is a little bit of a you know learning process to to getting to use these things in a way that is going to really like give you what you're looking for
1: correct correct and that's why i say jump in, jump in and and ride the wave, right? Because the reality is, I think over time, it will have probably a different interface. It'll get easier to interact with this, Karin. And and so I think over time, it will change, just like the search engine changed and other things to other technologies have changed. It will, it'll get better and easier. But the reality is right now, the value lies in the quality of the questions and the prompts that you use. That's it. Yeah. And, and you know, the better the quality, the better the, the output is going to be at the end of the day. So you only get that sometimes with the experimentation and trying, and trying, trying. Exactly. And,
0: try and... and and thinking, oh, I wonder if it could do this. And one cool example that didn't even occur to me that I saw maybe a week or so ago was a exercise person was talking about. You can start by saying here is in my goal. So in six months, I want. To do X I want to be stronger or I want you know whatever we're you know I'm not gonna get into detail about what your fitness goals might be but anyway in six months I want to do X so create a chart for me that is a daily workout and diet plan and on the huh. workout have a one column that tells me how what the thing is how frequent the reps are how many times I do it this week and so it created a chart which I hadn't even seen ChatGPT do like a table where it was a grid and it had like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday in one column. And then, you know, now you're going to do cardio and this and that, and you're going to eat this and you're going to, and it had this really nice grid. And so when you think about like all the different ways you could have it create charts and graphs and things like that, all of a sudden my mind was like, blown. Like that was a whole other avenue I hadn't really even thought about. Yeah. So once again, I mean, the demos they're doing Yeah.
1: Yeah, the demos that people are doing are going to really blow your mind in the next 6 months, right? The the yes. opportunity to say create me a recipe that's 13 calories that has this macronutrients associated with it. I don't want fish in there or I'm a vegan, yes. I want three vegan menu items, you know, create me that and it's going to be able to create that recipe, that meal plan for you if you will. Then you're going to be able to have these plugins that say, okay, now create me a grocery list and then order it from my local grocery. Yes. Room, right. And then I'm going to go pick it up. I it's saw a, that one. Yeah, I saw a video of that,
0: I think yesterday or the day before, and it, it connected to Instacart and it ordered the food exactly. for him and it, and you could go through and like, it was so cool. I was like, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Can you think about planning. travel, right? You're be able to say, <laughs> I'm taking a trip yes. to such and such. You know, book the reservation, find the yep. restaurants, use open table to actually book the, the, the reservation at the at the restaurant. That's so it's cool. gonna have such amazing kind of functionality in the near future. Yeah. And that's again where again the shiny object syndrome, right? The opportunity to say, Oh, I, I wanna do this, I wanna play with this, but really recognizing the resources, the investment, the time that's gonna be required to do these types of things for your organization, it's important that you make sure you prioritize the right use case that's gonna get you the benefit that you're looking for
0: yes totally it is very shiny objects syndrome but the idea of all these tedious tasks i mean planning a trip takes so much time and so much like scrolling through different things and all of that stuff like that alone is just beautiful like it's such a cool idea where it just goes out does all that stuff for you and bam there it is and even if you don't have it do all the plugins and all that extra stuff where it's making reservations it still saved you hours and hours of time and it's just amazing. And for
1: that reason, Karen, I, I don't think it's going away, right? I don't think it's
0: really? There's no yeah. way. Yeah. I'm I'm going to I'm going to drop this episode on my neighbor's doorstep <laughs> just very subtly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Frank, what is one big takeaway that you'd like people to get from this episode?
1: Yeah, I I think, you know, really dive in, right? And yes. and start to play around with this and start to interact with it. Don't be intimidated with it. I think right now, you mentioned, Karin, there's it's really low-level barrier entry to start yeah. playing with this technology. I think those who don't or are hesitant to, are, are, there's opportunity to be disrupted as a function of it, right? And so yeah. jump on, figure out organizations. I would really encourage you to begin experimenting, but also providing those guardrails. We talked about some of the challenges associated with it. if you don't, right? And let this thing yeah. kind of go haphazard. There's been situations where people have, you know, put in proprietary trade secrets or information that's, you know, you shouldn't be doing. So I think, you know, as an organization set some guardrails, but invite your employees and your team members to start to experiment and bring them together and understand kind of what are some best practices and what are some wins and successes they've had. And that way it's shareable across the organization. Yeah,
0: how can they save time on those tedious things that just kind of pain them when they come across their desk? And instead of having to deal with it, find some, some kind of platform that you know that can at least help with part of it depending on what the work is but then i I, we can't say this enough there has to be checks and balances there have to be human you know checking and and rechecking and i didn't even get into anytime we do the content we run it through plagiarism checkers number one but we also will take it and we don't usually take it raw we'll go and have it rewritten in a way that so that it doesn't read as ai because google can already tell so if you have if you take a blog post straight out of ai um google's you know checking on those and you're getting dinged so you don't you you kind of have to have a process in order to to not have that happen yeah
1: i I think there's some elements of those that you you can mask that so but but i think what you're leading on is is very correct which is there's an opportunity to create a lot of content like really quickly like we talked about before but truly Aligning that content to your brand, your message, your audience, that's where the human element comes in, right? And that is something you know, Karim, better than anyone, right? And AI, you can train it and train it and train it, but I know my voice and how I want things to come out and sound. And that's where I think the value of the human element still plays a huge value add.
0: Yeah. And that's not going away, just like ChatGPT. Neither of those things are going away. (laughs) Awesome. Frank Mendoza is the managing partner of Catalytics and we will link to all your social media, your website, you. the awesome book that you mentioned that looks that sounds really good. I'm definitely uh, going to get that one cuz I, I don't read all the books that everybody recommends, but that one I will. <laughs> it's
1: an awesome. easy read. It's an easy yeah, okay, read. Like I said so there's a, there's a lot of visualizations and things like that in there. Perfect. Like I said infographics and things like that that you might might enjoy.
0: It's awesome. Thanks so much for being here. That was really fun. I, that was a good conversation. Thanks again.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.